0: This is Optimal Relationships Daily, episode 315, Four Tips for Raising Happy, Emotionally Healthy Children, part two, by Sandra Cooper with tinybuddha.com. Hey, 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 I'm Joss Marie, back at it with part two of guest author Sandra Cooper's parenting post about raising emotionally healthy children. And if you're new here, you'll probably want to check out yesterday's episode first to hear part one. But if you're back for part two, then you're in the right place. And before I get started, I just want to share some really exciting news of my own with you. Lee and I are expecting baby number two. Yep, Talon's going to be a big brother, and he seems to be pretty excited about the whole thing. He's constantly referring to my growing bump as baby, so that's a start, right? Anyways, our anticipated due date is late November, and we couldn't be more excited. And with that, let's get to the show and start optimizing your life. 4 Tips for Raising Happy, Emotionally Healthy Children, Part 2, by Sandra Cooper with tinybuddha.com. Second, stop judging feelings as good or bad. Have you ever had anyone tell you you shouldn't feel that way? Or have you ever told yourself that? I don't know about you, but I don't usually choose my feelings. They seem to choose me. If we accept how we feel, no matter how horrible it might seem, we can begin to learn from and transform those feelings. Then of course we can stop judging our children's feelings. This will allow them to bring their own feelings into the light without shame. Only then can they learn from and transform their own feelings. Only then can those feelings move on. What is not expressed and articulated will be acted out. We see this in the schools every day. We see this on the news every day. We need to stop judging the way our kids feel. All feelings are a part of the human experience. Telling them that isn't nice doesn't resolve the issue. Asking them why they feel that way and allowing them to express their feelings does. They need our guidance and perspective to help them acknowledge and understand their feelings. I usually felt like the outsider as a kid. I did not know how to fit in. I took in a message that the way I was or who I was was not acceptable. So I felt bad about myself. When I could finally acknowledge how I felt and express it in a safe and open environment, those feelings began to change. Not because the environment changed, but rather because my perspective on it did. My perspective on myself changed within the context of a helping relationship. Parents are the first helping relationship. We all have feelings and thoughts of which we are ashamed. This is normal. Judging feelings as bad, all the while pushing them down, will give them permission to control us. Facing them honestly gives us the control. And don't we all want our children to be able to manage their feelings and express them appropriately? Wouldn't we all be happier? Third. Avoid telling your kids what you think they should think. If you want to know what is going on in your kids' heads, you have to ask questions. Get curious. Curious about how they view what is going on in their school or in the world or in your home. When you don't push your own views onto your children, but rather listen to them with interest and unconditional acceptance, they will learn to accept themselves and see their own views as valuable. You will also be better able to head off crisis and give the guidance you think is needed if you actually know what or how they are thinking. Parents are always the involved guides and coaches that move between being an overseer to taking a more active role depending on the age and needs of the child. Remember, they are not you, nor are they an extension of you. They are their own person with their own thoughts, feelings, perspectives, and ideas. Be curious about who your kids are. Notice their strengths. Nurture them. Be aware of their weaknesses and work with them patiently. We all have them. I remember having a conversation with my parents as an adult. I was raised with fear as the means of keeping us children in line. My parents had no idea I was drinking in high school, let alone how often I drove home in blackouts. I have felt very fortunate I did not kill myself or someone else. Kids will not tell you what they are thinking or feeling unless you create an environment in which they feel safe enough to do so. That means being able to tolerate the things that might make you uncomfortable. Dropping the gauntlet won't necessarily stop the unwanted behavior understanding why the behavior exists and what is not being expressed just might. Fourth, and most importantly, how are you dealing with your own feelings? If we have not resolved our own emotional issues or have little understanding of their very existence, then we will be unable to assist our children manage theirs. None of us will have things completely resolved since that is what life seems to be all about. It is the journey. But if we are afraid of our own feelings and emotions, then we will avoid those of our children. It's never easy to watch children suffer, yet we can't get through life without it happening. The better prepared we are to deal with our own feelings, the better we will deal with theirs. The better we can navigate our own emotional world, the better we will help our child navigate theirs. It's not about being perfect. It's about showing up and being able to go there. It can be helpful to look back on your own childhood to gain understanding into how you learned or did not learn how to deal with your feelings and emotions. It will have everything to do with how you raise your own kids. What was acceptable and what was not? How did your family of origin process feelings? There is no shame in it. It is never too late to go back and heal what we helped to break. Acknowledging our own inadequacies can be freeing. We live in a culture that demands perfection, where perfection does not exist. We do not know what we do not know. There is always room to learn. Haven't your children been the greatest teacher? Don't they challenge you beyond what you think you can do? Don't they deserve to grow into the healthy, happy, productive, loving adults you want them to be? Of course they do. The hard part is we have to be that first. You just listened to part two of the post titled, Four Tips for Raising Happy, Emotionally Healthy Children, by Sandra Cooper with tinybuddha.com. Thanks again so much to Tiny Buddha for letting me share this awesome post with you today and yesterday. But that's a wrap. Thanks for tuning in today. I hope you have a really nice weekend and I'll see you again next week for more Relationship Optimization, where your optimal life awaits.